Welcome to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, the voice for women in midlife and beyond. Here at Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, we talk about anything and everything to do with this time of life. My name is Colleen. My name is Bridget. And our loyal listeners may have noticed we changed up the intro a little bit because we really wanted to focus on 2022 and what this podcast is about. And this podcast is really about women in midlife and beyond. We want to know what you're thinking, what what you want to hear, what topics you want to talk about. There is nothing off limits to us. So if there are some things that you want us to explore, please email us at hotflasheskooltopics at gmail.com so that we can find those people who may have the answers or we can just chat about it so that you feel a little less alone in this new year. So Bridget, happy new year. Happy New Year. What a wild time. I'm, I can't say that I'm sad that it's over. <laughs> <laughs> it took Betty White. I mean, come on. Um, I was devastated. Oh, my God. I de- my son texted me and he's like, oh, mom, Betty White isn't going to make it to 100. And I was like, no. I mean, 17, 2021, you suck. I'm sorry. But you <laughs> I know. Quit quit taking the good people. You know, there's know. there's some others out there. <laughs> exactly. I heard of a challenge this morning that I wanted to give a shout out to because I love it. It's hashtag Betty White Challenge. And it is a challenge for everybody on January 17th, which would be her hundredth birthday, to donate five dollars to a local animal shelter or yes. humane society. And I oh, love wow. that. I love that. What a great way to honor Betty White and what she did for animals. And I think that's wonderful. I, yes. I, I saw that as well, Colleen. I think that's great. I and wanted I to do a that. Little more like Betty White, not be so nasty and negative and start at that little thing with, I know some other people they can take, but. <laughs> First thing I thought was, God, we have to save Dolly Parton. <laughs> yeah, oh, bubble wrap. I mean, forever, you know, it was so many people I wanted to bubble wrap and those three are gone, but you're right. Dolly Parton, we've got to yeah. like just a big bubble, you know, like those hamster bubbles. Exactly. That and it'll be a big shield. She'll so. just be bubble girl instead of bubble boy. <laughs> a movie from the seventies. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, that would be great. Yeah. But you know, this top, this conversation is really on topic with what we are going to discuss this first week. And that is longevity. We have on Dan Butner, who is an explorer for National Geographics. He's a best-selling author. He is a writer. And most importantly, he has discovered the blue zones. And those are five areas of the world where people live the longest. And guess what? Betty White did not live in any of those locations, although she was close in California. Yes, yes. It's amazing. A large percentage of the population lives to be over 100 years old. That is, you know, it's not an anomaly. It's quite common to find a good amount of people that are 100 plus in these it's areas. amazing. Five areas that he has found in the world where people live the longest are Loma Linda, California, Nicoya, Costa Rica, Sardinia, Italy, Ikaria, Greece, and the last one is Okinawa, Japan. And in these areas, men and women live the longest, but they also live the healthiest. And Dan found nine power or the power of nine, which are nine elements that seem to be common in these areas. Things like plant-based diet, community, sense of purpose. There, it's just a holistic view. And we're going to talk to him about that and about his new book, The Blue Zones Challenge. I just thought this was the perfect one to start 
2022. What I like about his, it's not really a resolution. I mean, I've tried diets before and they'll work for a little bit, but they're just not sustainable. And what he does or what he suggests in his book, it's sustainable. It is, it's not like you're denying yourself or starving yourself. It's sustainable. Like people in these countries, it's not like they don't eat any meat. They just don't eat it as much. They don't right. they eat it maybe five times a month and mostly right. a plant-based diet, but they also only eat till they're 80% full yes. or they use a 10 inch plate instead of a 14 inch plate, like little things that you can do to make lifestyle change. He also talks about the sense of community and finding friends that have healthy habits like you. Like if your two or three best friends are people who binge watch on the couch eating Cheetos all the time, you are going to binge watch on the couch eating Cheetos all the time. But if you find ways to have a healthier lifestyle, and it is a lifestyle, we just want to mention before we get started on the interview that we have a new newsletter starting January 6th, which is going to be a comprehensive list of lifestyle issues, of blogs, of articles, so much stuff that we would love if you signed up for the newsletter, which is at hotflasheschooltopics.com. When you go on the website, it'll have a pop-up that you can put your email into. We would appreciate you entering that. And check out our YouTube channel because this year we are going to be doing a lot more on YouTube and a lot more on TikTok. That's right, people. We have overcome our fear of TikTok, sort of. And sort of, yes. <laughs> have found a large community of women over 50 on TikTok. Yes, on TikTok. That's, that's, uh, it's great to see that. And just wait to see the guests we have coming up in 2022, guys. We are just so excited and grateful and and just ready for this journey. So Richard, are you ready to listen to Dan Butner talk am. about the blue zone? Yes. All right, let's do this. Welcome back to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics. Today we have on an amazing guest, Dan Butner, who wrote, he's written several books on the blue zone. He is a National Geographic explorer. And we're going to talk about all that, but I want to mention first his new book that is out, The Blue Zones Challenge, which is a four-week plan for a longer, better life. Welcome to the show. I'm delighted to be here. <laughs> I have to say, just just your... Uh, the, the title of your podcast is just, uh, it's fun. Uh, you can tell you take on serious topics, but don't make them overly serious. And, uh, it just makes you want to lean in and, and, uh, engage. So I, I'm so happy to be here. Well, thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah. That's how to get through it. Yeah. To get through the hot flashes, you got to have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> Most partners have to go through it too. If we're going through it, oh, yeah. usually a partner is trying to figure out what is happening and how can I help. So we talk a lot about oh, perfect. You know, partners' mm-hmm. issues. But you know, we try to talk a lot about midlife topics. And something that comes up a lot is longevity, how we are living longer than ever before. And what do you want to do with that time? And I really love what you're doing with the blue zones because Yes, you started 20 years ago doing this research, and and I'm excited to talk to you about it, but you are not saying you have to be boot camping and doing this. It's really about a lifestyle choice and what is important in your life about family first and creating a purpose. So if you could, what got you started? You know, I've been doing uh, expeditions with National Geographic now for about 30 years, and uh, right before 
working on the blue zones, I had, um, I've been solving other mysteries and uh, I got pretty good at, at uh, pulling together a team of scientists to unravel mysteries that are on our mind. But at a certain point, I realized that putting good years to our life meant more than just about anything. I mean, our previous mysteries were, did the Maya, why did the Maya civilization collapse? And did Marco Polo go to China? And people are kind of interested in that. But most people, especially when you hit middle age, you're really interested in adding good years. And by the way, uh, actually life expectancy has been dropping in the last two years. So we're not, we're not living longer. Uh, part of it, of course, is from the, the uh, pandemic, but also because of chronic disease that's foreshortening our lives. And, you know, life expectancy for women in this country right now is about 80, but the capacity of your body, um, woman's body is probably 93. So we're leaving about a dozen years on the table. And what, what Blue Zones has tried to do in a, in a uh, scientifically responsible way is to, first of all, find the populations who have achieved the outcomes we want, which is making it into their 90s without diabetes and obesity and heart disease and dementia, and then reverse engineer what we're doing. And I like to think Blue Zones, you know, I, I work in National Geographic and the, the fact checkers are in the corner office. So we have no political agenda, no religious agenda. And we've really methodically found these five areas where people live the longest and, and then distilled what they do. And that Blue Zone Challenge book you just held up represents 20 years of how you put it to work in your life. It's one thing to know what to do to live a long time, but then how do you actually do it and do it for long enough that you don't develop that one of these diseases that's killing um, eight out of 10 Americans before their time is due? What do you think is, or what do you think are some of the most common attributes that you find of people in the blue zones? So first of all, they're eating mostly a whole food plant-based diet, 90 to 100%. Doesn't mean they're not eating meat, but they eat meat only about five times a month. Uh, the, the cornerstone of every blue zone diet in the world are whole grains, uh, greens, nuts, and beans. If you're eating a cup of beans a day, it's probably adding four years to your life expectancy. And I think it surprises a lot of people to discover that one, the diet of longevity is actually high in carbohydrates, complex carbohydrates, not very high in protein, although there is plenty of protein. The average American gets about twice as much protein as they need. And number two, you might have all, all noticed that um, expensive food wasn't on that list that in American, no matter how poor you are, if you're living in America, you can afford a blue zone diet. And indeed most of the cheapest foods, you know, I wrote a book called the blue zones kitchen, which is a hundred recipes that love to be a hundred. And that part of doing that was doing a meta analysis of the diets of longevity. And they're eating peasant foods. They're eating cheap uh, foods that, you know, they're sort of at the bottom of the sh bottom shelf in grocery stores and they cost a few bucks. In fact, well, I could show you, I just made this huge pot of minestrone this morning, uh, probably made in servings and I bet it cost me $8. And I would argue that it, it is the best longevity cocktail human beings have ever invented. And uh, it took me about 15 minutes of prep time. 
Yeah, I'm from a large family of 12 kids and people always say to me, oh, I bet you had a lot of beans growing up because that fed a lot of people. You got protein and it fed a lot of people cheaply. And now you're finding out that this is really good for you, that you're, you know. We're fine. But, yes. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. They're, they're super, you know what America, what Blue Zones can teach Americans about beans is how to make them taste delicious, which is kind of the point behind the Blue Zone kitchen. Because uh, we don't, you know, we have Boston baked beans or, you know, it's usually an afterthought. They're poorly or we open up a can of crappy beans and pour them on something. But there are amazing recipes that make beans taste much better than meat. And uh, they're five times healthier. So, um, yeah, we're big fans of beans at Blue Zones. It's interesting in the Blue Zones Challenge, you, you kind of start the book by saying if you are suffering from obesity or some of these other issues, it's not necessarily your fault. Yeah, and the reason I offer that, um, if you look at, you know, most of us were around in 1980. I remember it. Yes. Um, 1980, we had one-third as many people who were obese. So in 1980, 15% of Americans were obese. Now we're up to 45%. We have seven times more people suffering from diabetes or prediabetes. And you ask yourself, well... Is that because people today uh, have no sense of responsibility or they're stupid or they don't have discipline or there were better diets in 1980 than there are now? No, none of those are true. What, what has happened is our environment has changed. There are literally 20 times more fast food restaurants. The 57% of all retail outlets sell, try to sell you junk food from the place you get your Tires change to the places that sell you diabetes medicines. They route you through a gauntlet of sodas and salty snacks and sugary sweets. And uh, we are genetically hardwired to crave sugar, fat, and salt. And then when you get put in this this ocean of constant, relentless temptation, heck, nobody's going to be able to beat that. So the Blue Zone Challenge, I, I, I make the argument that you're not going to be able to successfully change your behavior and beat this obesity thing or even being overweight. You have to change your environment. And I offer about 20 or 30 evidence-based ways for you to shape your surroundings so that the healthy choice is the easy choice. And, uh, you know, this year, about 70 million people will declare a New Year's resolution on January 1st and 80% of those will be off that resolution by Valentine's Day. So when it comes to resolutions, they just don't work uh, because we can't remember and we lose discipline and we lose presence of mind. But if I show you how to shape your kitchen, set up your kitchen, so you mindlessly eat 200 fewer calories a day, that can last for decades. Sunset Lake CBD is a farmer-owned small business that ships craft CBD products directly from their farm to your door. Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. They offer tinctures, edibles, salves, lotion, and coffee designed to help with sleep, stress, and sore muscles and hot flashes. And you can use the code HFCT20 for 20% off your entire order. And Bridget and I have recently started using them and we love them. I'm a big fan of the salves. 
I like mm-hmm. the lotion and the salves, but you are really, you and your husband are huge oh, fans. My, we're the, we're the tincture fans and they have two tinctures. They have their CBD oil. It has 1500 milligrams of CBD in it. But one that we really use a lot is their CBD oil with melatonin. And they also have CBD for pets. So make sure to check out sunsetlegcbd.com HFCT20 for 20% off all products. You talk about you know some very realistic ways of doing that. For example, taking the fourteen-inch plates and making and buying ten-inch plates. It, how does that help? How do things like getting rid of your toaster? How do they help? Yeah. So Cornell Food Lab has done most of this research. So we know that you take the exact same amount of food and put it on a ten-inch plate and a fourteen-inch plate. On the fourteen-inch plate, it looks so much smaller, and we subconsciously think we're eating less um, when we're when it perceives we perceive it as smaller so we tend to eat more so people eat off a 10 inch plates tend to consume about 20 percent fewer calories than they would if they ate off the big plates um, i like to kind of joke that we're all on a seafood diet uh, we eat the food we see so when we uh, you put a toaster on your kitchen counter it Every time we walk by, it prompts us, ooh, put something in that toaster. And typically what we put in toasters isn't all that healthy. Uh, We're not usually putting 100% whole grain piece of bread in there. We're putting Pop-Tart or English muffin or a bagel, uh, some uh, high, um, simple carbohydrate bomb. So we know that people simply take that prompt off their counter, put that toaster away, they weigh about six pounds less under after two years than people with toasters on their counter. So what I do is offer uh, a number of these evidence-based ways to shape your, uh, shape your, your home. You know that we make about 220 food decisions a day. Um, am I going to put salt on my food? Am I going to have water or orange juice with breakfast? Am I going to put ketchup on my hash brown? And I'm going to eat that last bite. Am I going to have dessert? way more decisions. Only about 10% of those decisions are conscious. So if I can engineer your unconscious decisions, I can, I can help make sure that 90% of the decisions you're not thinking about are better. And my possibility of helping you eat better is much greater if I'm engineering your unconscious decision than it is if I'm trying to hound you or you're a bad person if you have bad chocolate, um, which people don't like to hear in the first place. And in the second place, it doesn't work. Yeah, they're, they seem unattainable. Diets, like I've tried to go on diets before and you lose the weight, but then if you go off that diet, it comes back and sometimes more comes back. And it was interesting what I found in one of your books was you talked about a lot of people, they eat till they're about 80% full. A lot of the people in the blue zones. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it's, it's just this general category of, you know, we are relentlessly marketed the idea that this superfood or this supplement or this nutrient or this fortified, whatever is going to get us healthier. And the reality is that marketers, um, the food supply contains about 42,000 calories per person per day. I'm sorry, 4,200 per, calories per person per day. <laughs> That's about twice as much as we need. And marketers are going to do their best to get us to buy those calories. They don't really care about our health. They want to sell their product. 
So instead of trying to get more calories, they're trying to get calories out. Or they do it subconsciously. So the, the Okinawans have a 2,500-year-old Confucian adage called Harahachibu that reminds them to stop eating when their stomachs are 80% full. Um, the uh, Adventists and many of the Sardinians, they say a prayer before meals. So they're, they sl- sl- uh, slow down. Uh, and they're more likely to feel that full feeling before their stomach before their stomach is full. None of them have TVs in their kitchen, so they're not mindlessly eating. They eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a pauper, or no dinner at all. And we know that that also leads to consuming fewer calories. So the general idea, of this eighty percent rule, is uh, the different ways that you can set up your life in your kitchen so you'll probably eat twenty percent fewer calories. Another thing I like about the book is that you talk about a four-week plan for a longer, better life, not necessarily to lose 20 pounds, to lose 30 pounds. Here's how to get in shape. And one of the things that you really like to talk about in here is a sense of purpose and that you need to wake up in the morning kind of with a sense of your purpose. Can you talk about that? I wrote a cover story for National Geographic magazine and a book called Blue Zones of Happiness, which took the all the available data in the world to uh, inform what exactly we can do to be happier. And it turns out that about 80% of the same things that help you live to a hundred make the journey pleasant and knowing your sense of purpose um, adds about eight years to your, to your life expectancy over being rudderless. And it also may raises people's life satisfaction. So in the book, we take people through an exercise that helps them do an internal inventory to identify what their values are, what they're good at, what they like to do. And the most important thing, what is an outlet for those gifts? Because you can have the best sense of purpose all day long. And if you're not doing it, if you're sitting watching TV with that purpose, it doesn't do you any good. So um, the book really kind of helps you think through what your individual purpose is and then helps give you the tools to put that to work. And again, if you could put purpose in a capsule, it would be a blockbuster drug. But marketers can't figure out how to sell you purpose. That's why we're not bombarded by it. But uh, I guarantee you having a strong sense of purpose is much better than any pill or supplement you could run out and buy. I think that's so important for our listeners to hear because in midlife, a lot of times men and women lose that sense of purpose because they spent so much time raising their children or building the corporate ladder. And now they're at that stage where they can be a little more selfish. It's not a bad word. What brings you joy? What is your purpose? So it's a great thing to say, no, you need to stop. Maybe, you know, like you talk about taking 15 minutes in the morning and just kind of creating a sense of purpose for yourself. I think it's important, though, that there's an outlet for that purpose. So uh, I think you should selfishly identify your sense of purpose. But once you identify it, I think it's okay to remind people that that purpose can help others, whether it's your family, whether it's a, 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 by the way, volunteering is one of the best outlets for purpose. If you're not working, it could be a hobby. Uh, But I think the richest you know, there's a, we did a Blue Zone project in Hawaii, and they have this great word, uh, huliana, uh, which is the fusion of purpose and responsibility. And I think that's the most powerful kind. And in Blue Zones, you don't see uh, older people off pursuing selfish interests. 
Um, they know their sense of purpose, but in every case, it's benefiting either their community or, or their family in one way or another. You also talk about family being first and the importance of that. And your best friends, to try to surround yourself with those people who are not going to say, hey, let's go drink a case of beer tonight and sit on the couch and watch TV, but people who are living kind of their authentic, healthy selves so that you are getting those influences. And I don't think people realize that. We know that if your three, three best friends are obese and unhealthy, there's a 150% better chance that you'll be overweight. Uh, Nicholas Christakis out of Yale is, has very elegantly proven that um, over-drinking is contagious, drug abuse is contagious, unhappiness is contagious, even loneliness. So if your three best friends are getting together on Tuesday night and eating wieners and hamburgers and sitting around watching TV, uh, guess what you're going to likely be doing? So that's why it's so important to curate that immediate social circle. And I'm a big fan of making sure at least one of those people um, or all of them, their idea of of recreation is doing something active. It's important to have friends with whom you can have a meaningful conversation, not just sit around, talk celebrity and, um, and, and sports or whatever. And um, friends that you can count on, on a bad, on a bad, I'm in trouble with your partner. You can call up and vent. Um, Parent died, you can call up and cry and that friend will care about you. And it's also, by the way, a good idea to have a vegetarian or vegan in your immediate social network because they're going to show you how to eat whole plant-based foods. And the key, the most important longevity recipe is taste. So you generally need to take the time to um, find enough, try enough recipes until you find one uh, or half a dozen that you you know how to make and your family enjoys. Man, you're 90% there on the way to living longer. Can you talk about what the power of nine is? Can you explain that? You know, we found blue zones, the longest of women in Okinawa, longest of men in Sardinia, the island of Ikadia, Greece, a place where people live uh, eight years longer without dementia. Uh, Nicoya Peninsula of Costa Rica, the lowest rate of middle-aged mortality, and then among the Seventh-day Adventists, Americans living up to a decade longer than the rest of us. And remarkably, no matter where you go, you see the same nine common denominators. I called it the Power Nine. It actually wasn't my favorite name, but I was under the gun to name it, so I called it the Power (laughs) Nine. Uh, But they're the nine common denominators. And we think because it shows up so prominently in all these disparate cultures of longevity, it's probably a pretty good uh, guide. And uh, in the Blue Zone Solution, I lay out the Power Nine very clearly. And most of the book then shows you how to set up your life so the Power Nine is mindless so that your unconscious decisions are better without you having to work at it or think about it. And there's plenty of science to show you how to do that. And plenty of science that will show you that if you start a new diet on January 1st, that 97% of you will fail. I defy anybody to show me any diet that works for more than 3% of the people after two years. It's just an ongoing fiction that prints money for marketers and doesn't do yourself any favors unless you're trying to squeeze in a dress for, you know, uh, a wedding or something. Like that. <laughs> do you think it's just that people want the quick fix that they don't? Because I know for a lot of people, if a 
diet, it's really a change of lifestyle. They're changing the way they think about food, they eat food, their relationship with food and exercise. Do you think that that's more of a common sense way of doing it? Our bodies are incredibly smart. And evolutionarily speaking, we've eaten basically a whole food plant-based diet from paleo times on. So when we feed our body that, it feels satiated. The problem with eating uh, packaged foods or, or highly processed foods is they're super highly calorically dense but nutritionally bankrupt. So we eat these foods, and it doesn't satiate us. So we double the calories that we should have eaten in one sitting, and then our tissues, our, the 30 trillion cells in our body are still saying, no, no, I need more. So uh, if, if we're eating, so if we try to do a diet where we're not doing anything but whole food plant-based, your body's going to be starved, and it's going to constantly be, um, well, first of all, when, if you cut calories, your metabolism slows down, so you burn fewer calories. You have that gnawing feeling of hunger. That doesn't go away. Uh, there are very few people among us, single-digit percentages, that can put up with that constant hunger that comes from trying to stay on a diet. And then you put people in a food environment where you're bombarded by all these other temptations. This is a, a, um, a invitation to lose. Meanwhile, if you're eating a whole food plant-based diet, hearty oatmeal for breakfast, a minister, chunky minestrone for lunch, um, a, a wonderful um, I do a longevity stew um, uh, that I learned Ikaria for dinner with a piece of sourdough bread. You're, you're not only satiated, your cells are happy. You've got the nutrients and then you're not, you know, going to the refrigerator for the ice cream an hour and a half later. And it does seem like a lot of those power of nines kind of correlate because if your community is being supportive, then your stress levels may be down. Then you may not be searching for that sugar connection. Like they do kind of go intertwine with each other to create a balance in your life. You know, you hit the nail right on the head because a diet never works in uh, uh, isolation. Exercise programs don't work in isolation. So in blue zones, people are eating whole plant-based. They're moving every 20 minutes naturally uh, because their life is underpinned with purpose. Uh, their immediate tribe, we call it a Moai, the four or five people around them are supporting these decisions on a day-to-day basis. In other words, when we're with them, we're eating wisely, moving naturally. And they live in places where the healthy choice is the easy choice. And the magic isn't in any one of those five things. The magic is in the interconnected, mutually supporting nature of those things that help keep, help keep people doing the right thing and avoiding the wrong thing for the decades necessarily to not develop a chronic disease. Because remember, blue zones way to longevity. Nobody out there, there's nobody in the world who can give your body the potential to live longer than the biological mechanism allow us. Um, Americans are dying because they're foreshortening their lives because of chronic disease. And what Blue Zone shows you how to do is uh, elude those chronic diseases so your body can live out its potential, which today is about 93 years. Everybody listening right now should 
should be able to live to live to be at least 93. And if you won the genetic lottery, you might hit 100 or 110. Uh, but 93 is what you should get. Right now, we're only making it to 80. So we should go out and get those dozen years with we we deserve. Have, have you found that, um, I know that in your book, you talk about as Western world and fast foods enter some of these areas near the blue zones, have you seen any changes um, in the blue zones longevity? Yes. So as the American dietary, American food culture hits blue zones, it's destroying them. So Okinawa, most tragically, there were the when I started this work in 1999, they were producing the longest lived people in the history of the human race. Now they are the most unhealthy uh, prefecture in Japan, largely because the American bases and all the fast food restaurants that have sprung up around it, and they've kind of crisscrossed the highway. I mean the island with these highways, so they're not walking as much. But uh, yes, but conversely. I've had a business for the past uh, 12 years. Uh, cities hire, like we have 200 employees and we go into cities and we show cities, our team uh, helps shape the environment of cities, the policies, restaurants, grocery stores, workplaces and schools and a critical mass of individuals. We show them how to change their environment. And we've been successful at lowering the obesity rate in cities by as much as 15%. And we get paid by insurance companies to do this. So these ideas are all portable. They're evidence-based and they're within reach of everybody listening right now. It's just a different way to think about health instead of, you know, the, the, the empty promise of an overnight fix with a diet or new exercise scheme. This is a way to set up your life for the long run. What would you say to our listeners who are in midlife and say, you know, I've already done some really stupid things that have damaged my body, whether it be eating, you know, the wrong foods most of my life or smoking or is it ever too late? Never. A 99 year old obese person could start on a blue zone program and and gain uh, life expectancy. Um, Smokers, you know, if you quit smoking for five years, you have the same mortality rate as a non-smoker. Um, that you could start walking tomorrow. You could find your sense of purpose right now and it would immediately add years to your life expectancy. So no, it's never too late. And why did you decide to create the Blue Zone Challenge now to come out in December? Is it so that in the beginning of the new year, instead of someone doing their New Year's resolution saying, I'm going to lose 20 pounds, maybe they actually change their way of life? That's right. Mama didn't raise no fool. I know people <laughs> are, are considering New Year's resolutions or thinking about gifts for lo- loved ones. And this is a, a science-based way for them to add years. Uh, and by the way, if people do, I just uh, got the results. 1,100 people did the Blue Zone Challenge. The average person lost six pounds in the first month. That's sustainable weight loss. If I came in here and said, yeah, you're going to lose 20 pounds and in a month, uh, you'd be pretty sure that, I, that I, I'm a snake oil sale. Six, six pounds a month is a very realistic, uh, maintainable weight loss trend. And uh, you will lose, if you do the Blue Zone Challenge, within about two days, you should start feeling more energetic. If you have skin problems, you should see that clear up after about three weeks. Your mortality rate goes down by about 10% if, after three weeks. 
And after four weeks, you should lose between five and eight pounds if you're an average person. So, and, and this is more or less mindless after you put it in place. The whole idea is you set yourself up, you set your surroundings up, your kitchen, your bedroom, the rest of your home, your workplace, your, your commute, uh, your social environment, and to a certain extent, your internal environment. Uh, we take you through a process over four weeks of setting up those environments, and then you can forget about uh, your unconscious decisions are henceforth uh, uh, engineered for better outcomes. And you really do have great recipes and scorecards in here and just realistic, you know, even talk about communities where there's faith communities seem to live longer. And there's so many interesting things in this book that I, I just think it makes a great holiday gift and a great New Year's gift to start the new year because we all want to start healthier and feel better for a lot of us in midlife it's less about exercise to lose weight and, and more about exercise to feel better and live longer. We've kind of shifted our mindset. So I think it, it would be great for our listeners to check out this book, The Blue Zone Challenge. It's on Amazon. It's already a number one bestseller in longevity and plant-based diets. And, and uh, it took 20 years. And it, yes, I appreciate you uh, suggesting it to your audience. It's a great honor. Thank you very thank you much. Thank you so much. We appreciate Thanks. it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank I'm you. I'm sending you a big telephonic hug. Well, thank you so much, Dan Butner, for being on our podcast. This was so fascinating. I really appreciate the research that he did to find out about these zones. It's so amazing how he came upon them. And he's got several books about the blue zones. I read the, uh, the first one just to find out about the first areas and the different stories about the people in those areas. But the Blue Zone Challenge is really great too. It, it just has, it's a four-week plan for a longer, better life. So make sure you are following us on all forms of social media. Have you subscribed to the podcast yet? It's easy to do. And trust us, you do not want to miss a single episode of 2022. We pinch ourselves every time we book a guest because it is just we learned so much and we are so appreciative. Make sure to sign up for the newsletter because we have lots more information and follow up on that as well. If you have an idea that you want us to share, make sure to email us at hotflasheskooltopics at gmail.com and have a great week, guys. We will talk to you next time. Bye.